Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Here, the story is BYU. They haven't beaten the youth since November of 2009. And they're going to do it tonight. Alger gets the first down. Now BYU can go into victory formation. They have not said that in this rivalry in a long, long time. I think he's definitely up there. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, you know, very grateful for the president of the school and, and those who make those decisions, um, athletic directors, and, and, and moving us in that direction. So that was great news, but, you know, we're just happy to, to get the win tonight and you know, be able to enjoy both. Well, Gordon, uh, the streak ends at 9. BYU beats Utah on Saturday 26-17. to 17. Um, You had a dynamite tease before we hit the imaging there. Why don't you uh, go ahead and complete that thought? First, before I do that, let yeah. me say that I heard DJ on the post-game show uh, that uh, he made an appearance on I made an appearance on it with Hans. And I don't know, did, did, was PK on there too? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, he said that no team in the rivalry had ever won more than nine straight. And BYU uh, or Utah did it back in the day, and then BYU did it with Lavelle, and now Utah has done it, but none of them could get to 10. So... That must be where the line in the sand is drawn. It's a lot of football. Nine, Nine consecutive in, games. Yeah. And that's a that's the, that's a lot. But anyway, you were so, saying. What I was saying was, hey, can I get a drum roll on this, Austin? I mean, I'm sure you uh, got a drum. Do you have a dr- snare drum right there in the producers? Uh, you know, I mean, do you, do you, do you have one uh, there yet? You know, back in the day in radio, they had all those, <laughs> they had all those sound effects that they used to use. There it is. I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit it. I, I admitted it in print, and now I will admit it on our air. I uh, underestimated how good BYU is. And, look, there's reason to do that. I mean, I wasn't the only one on our station that was essentially saying, hey, I'll believe BYU can be, beat Utah when I see it happen. And it hadn't happened in so long, I couldn't remember what that would be like. And so I picked Utah, obviously. You were more correct than I was because you said it would be close. Uh, although you really weren't all that correct either in that regard. But uh, anyway. Uh, well, in what regard? I was, I was wrong. I picked Utah. Because I thought Utah had too much athleticism, too much speed for BYU, and that did not show itself. So, an apology to BYU fans and BYU, the team, the coaches, the players, for underestimating them. And I'm not going to sit here today. I've heard a lot of people ripping Utah and saying, ah, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, they could have done this better. Well, what else? And the players and coaches are saying that too. And what else can they say? No, we're just not good enough to beat those guys. Uh, But in my opinion, they weren't. And that's based on what I saw happen on the field. And so those who want to rip Utah, that diminishes uh, the respect, the newfound respect I have for BYU in this particular group. So I think BYU just was better than Utah. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time ripping the Utes. I know there were some mistakes. BYU made mistakes too. But BYU was just better prepared. They played better. And they're better based on what I saw on the field on Saturday night. They seem to be a better team. 
And I did not know that. I didn't know it. And now I kind of do. Now we'll see what happens this week when they have to play Arizona State, a very good team, and we'll see if they can be consistently good. But, man, they just they just took it to the Utes, and there was nothing the Utes could do about it. I think it's, it's interesting um... – I, I agree with most of that. I think I was giving BYU a little more credit going into this game, maybe than others. But well, you did. Well, you thought the score would be closer. Twenty-two to eighteen was not far off. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. What was I going to do? Pay for your house? Uh, t- Twenty-six to seventeen. Uh, you no, know, you were going to pay for Sadie's college. Oh, that's yeah, right. you were going to. I knew. Was, I knew it was going to be punitive. Even even nobler a cause uh, there, <laughs> which you're still well welcome to do if if you so choose. Um, but I, I think I don't want to disagree with what you said about BYU certainly being the better team on that night. I mean, you can't say enough. I, I, they made the plays they had to make at the, the right times and the, the game plan they came up. I, I agree with all of that. But I think that Utah is the story. I think oh, more, I disagree. I think more I could, of the story I, of the game I couldn't, I, I I couldn't disagree is, more. is Utah. BYU is the story. They're the team that made the progress. They're the team that showed up to play. Why, all why, that is, all why, that is, why is Utah a bigger story? All, all of that is true. Well, partially because I, I think I wish people would get uh, put a lid on the hype train for a minute with Utah. They're coming out of camp. They're going to win the national championship Nobody every said year. that. And, uh, the, Nobody it, said and that. that. Nobody suggested that. And Utah has been good. And uh, they have been good, yeah. But the, the reality is, is this is how most of those games go. There's a lot of mistakes. And there's a lot of, you know, one thing that surprised me, and Coach Witt, to his credit, absolutely talked about this today, is the defense got pushed around. Yeah, they did. That's a huge story because that doesn't happen to Utah. Yeah, so I they, understand. Uh, it, and, it, and BYU, Texas, Texas did it to them and BYU in gets, the bowl game. gets credit for that, too. So that's why I'm not – I don't want to disagree with your point because I don't. But I think it's more of a story that that – that particular shortcoming and that Charlie Brewer has got a long way to go. I mean, and, and the receivers aren't there yet. The offensive line did not play well. And and there was a lot of execution mistakes Utah was talking about, but those are big stories because everybody, I, I, everybody's talked about Charlie Brewer, every other sentence for the last two months. And he played a bad game. How is that a bigger story than what Jaron Hall did? I mean, Jaron Hall, and look, I, I, I don't think he's a great quarterback you yet. He run? might be, but that, that, that touchdown run where he stepped out of bounds, what was that, about almost 70 yards, that, he was shot out of a cannon. He was flying down the field. I had no clue but that I, he had that kind of ability. I expected him to be good, and he was good. But did you expect him to be that good? Did you expect BYU's offensive line to handle Utah's defense the way well, it did? Did you expect BYU's defense to utilize either through skill or stratagem or, or, or talent, whatever it is, to put that kind of pressure on Charlie Brewer the way they did? I mean, they, BYU was what made BYU is what made Utah uncomfortable. Utah wasn't naturally uncomfortable. BYU made them do this. Right. And, Jake, you've seen this. You've played enough tennis to know. I've seen it happen 
time and time and time again where one player on one occasion, man, you're looking at him going, what's the matter with this player? They don't look good at all. And the reason is because the opponent was making that player look that way. And that's exactly what BYU was doing to Utah. I agree. And that's why this is a dumb argument. Because really, what's a bigger story is is translation. What are you more surprised at? That BYU played well or Utah played badly? And and so there's no right answer. But But Jaron Hall, let's talk about him for a second because he, you know, you look at his stats and they were all right. 18 of 30, uh, 149 yards, three touchdowns. But remember what Rob Morris told us last week. He said Jaron Hall is going to be the difference. Can he step up and make a huge play when his team needs him the yeah. most? And the answer to that is yeah, yeah, which is good news because that means you got a gamer on your hands and, and he'll refine the game and, and improve as a quarterback as his career goes along. But do you have a guy who's going to go out there and, and make plays to win the game? And the, that resounding answer is is yes. And I don't know if I doubted that about Jaron Hall per se, but I certainly didn't know that. And now we know that going forward. And that that is a big story. But I, I'm, I'm surprised Utah got pushed around. I'm surprised that, uh, that the offensive e- e- execution wasn't far better. I'm not re- surprised about the wide receivers because speaking of believe that when I see it, I'm in that mode with Utah wide receivers. But... The, the running game, uh, Makai Bernard grabbed that job by the, by the cojones. But outside of that, I think you've got to say that, that Thomas's performance was certainly well, a disappointment. He, he fumbled, and, and so I, when, he, when we, he fumbled, I thought, okay, we're not going to see him for a while. So Charlie Brewer's um, teammates weren't really doing him a whole lot of favors, but there also were some throws that just weren't there. And so I think, you know, the, the hype around Utah going into the season was, well, they've got a quarterback now, so look out. Here well, come the Utes. And I don't, they're a long way from that. They're a long way from that. And, and Well, when they play an opponent like BYU played. Who played well Sa- and had Saturday a good game night. plan. And how yeah. about the secondary? Shout out to Norma Gonzalez look, who ta- told us about them in camp. Charlie Brewer is not just naturally a bad quarterback. BYU imposed its will on him. That's what happened in that game. Everybody wants to rip these guys. And I get it. It's a competitive situation. It's what, that's what football is, right? But BYU is doing the things necessary to make Utah play the way it did. And, yeah, of course, I guess the fan could say, well, I mean, Utah has to overcome that. And I, I guess that could be a criticism. But I just thought BYU maybe didn't play absolutely off the charts, but they played awfully well. Yes, and, and they still had the dumb that. penalties that could have been costly for them. When Utah got the ball, and this speaks to what you were saying about Jaron Hall, when Utah scored that touchdown to cut it to six, right. and you're sitting there going, okay, I could see Utah winning this game the by Jason, one point. The Jason Shelley game all over again. Yeah, where th- here it This goes. inevitability of it unwinding on BYU. Here it yeah, goes. Absolutely. And what happens Jaron Hall marches his team down the field to get the field goal. Would have been a touchdown if he hadn't stepped on the line there on that fantastic run. I mean, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I haven't seen a BYU quarterback run like that since Steve Young. And and, and that includes Taysom Hill. Because I, I don't think Taysom Hill could blow down the sideline like that. I mean, Jaron Hall really showed something on that play. And it, but not just from a physical standpoint, he showed the moxie necessary 
for a quarterback to really lead his team. It, it wasn't an impatient run, I didn't feel like either. Not just that one particularly, but his judgment to run or pass throughout the game. I didn't yeah. feel like he was out there looking to run per se. But he almost he, got 100 yards. And he, but, but I think he chose his moments yeah. well, which is, I, I guess, the point I'm trying to get to. I Yeah, I, th- I think all the stuff you say about BYU, that, that's why this, this argument is dumb. But I do think that that Utah playing like it did was a bigger surprise to me than BYU playing well. I mean, we know Coach Sataki, we know Coach Roderick, you know, we know how important this game is, first of all, but they've they've had teams ready to play and ready to go, and that team was ready to go, to your point. BYU was was in the moment. They wanted it more. They had a better game plan across the board. But this is, my, this is why I think BYU is the story here, is because I thought all those things you thought, but – that was true in the past, and some uh, in some occasions, and 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 BYU overcame it. You know, they were good enough to overcome this nine-game skid, and that to me showed me what what I I guess convinced me that on that night that team was the story because they the way they played and the way they played the plays they made when they had to make them. That last drive was absolutely stellar. And when, when, when Whittingham decided to go for a touchdown instead of kick the field goal to tie it up, uh, I was sitting there going, well, that's, that's interesting that he's going to do that. I mean, you like to see aggression out of your coach, right? But I said, I said, that's a mistake. He, should, he needs to tie this game up now. And he went for it, didn't get it, and BYU marches down the field for a touchdown? That. Can I can I emphasize your point with a bad analogy for a second? Sure. That's why the the master chess players beat the computer, because sometimes the right move isn't what the math would make sense of it, right? Because Wit has this sheet famously he's talked about it, right? Where masters put together probabilities and give him a, a roadmap for when he should go and when he shouldn't. So if the odds makers would probably tell you his odds of getting that first down and and you know, scoring based on where they were on the field was that was the right move. Wait, 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 wait. It was fourth to. and three, not fourth and one. It was, I thought it was fourth and two, but I could, I you know, whatever. It, was anyway. more, it doesn't matter. It was more than one. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the, the analytics are probably correct. The, the probabilities probably would, would tell you to go for it there, but the feel of the game, it being that game, yeah. it being on the road, you're of overcoming mistakes early. There's all these weird, like, human stuff that, that, that plays into a decision like that. And so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to take emotion out of it, just give me the math and when I should go for it and when I shouldn't. You know, that is what it is and probably is helpful. But that was a situation where his brain needed to take over and go, <laughs> listen – you know, I, I've got the feel of this football game, and the right thing to do is tie this up and squash this little, you know, boost of confidence to the team that's won nine in a row. I'm just going to tie it up, and then we're going to look back in the rearview mirror, and nobody's going to care about the decision one bit. But not, but going for it and getting stopped was a huge moment in that game. It sure was. Huge moment in that game. Not only did and it boost the defense, it boosted the offense. It absolutely boosted the whole team. So that was a... a that's one of those things that's the magic part about sports is you can go to the analytics and the numbers and all this stuff and it can be useful. But at some point, it's going to come down to you've got to make a decision that's right for your team. And in this case, the math people were wrong. That was the wrong choice. Well, the reason I think that your question, uh, what was the bigger story, is an interesting one, even though it is somewhat illogical. 
because obviously it's both. But the reason I answer the way I do is because, again, let me repeat myself. Charlie Brewer usually doesn't play like that. Somebody forced him to play that way. And that makes that changes the, the story. BYU outgained the Utes on the ground through the air overall. They picked up more first downs. They ran a ton more plays. What else did they do? They, uh, they on third down. They were 11 of 19 on third down, BYU was. What were the Utes? Two of nine. That's a huge stat. That was a huge part of the game. That was a I huge mean, component. They, they, sure. they possession, time of possession, 11 minutes longer that the Cougars had the ball. No sacks for Utah. See, that's why you say it like that. No sacks for Utah? That's right. why it's a big but, story. Yeah, that's, but who was stopping them from getting the sacks? I don't know. But not yeah. many not many teams do that to Utah, right? That's why BYU deserves a whole lot of credit. Sure. I, I don't disagree with that. Again, that's why this is a dumb argument. I know. Because I, I really don't, don't disagree with any of that. I've got the Twitter machine open if you want to give us some reaction to the game. At Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Uh, Austin also is going to fire open the open mic feature today. So if you want to uh, uh, share your thoughts that way. Um, Open up our app. Go to the open mic. Uh, you can record up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send, and it will go right to Austin in the control room, and uh, we'll we'll play the best ones throughout the show. But, uh, yeah, uh, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, go and give us some open mics. Here, here's, some, um, here's some reaction I've gotten thus far, Gordon. Uh, Stay Schwifty on Twitter says, I'm sick of Kyle and his vanilla offense. Uh, we'll never get good quarterbacks and receivers till he's gone. And then adds, last good quarterback, Johnson, and he was there before Kyle was head coach. Last great win, a disinterested Bama team. Tyler Huntley wasn't bad. Uh, he was He was okay. Well, he was good his senior year. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I, I thought he'd really developed as a quarterback, and they had a good season his senior year, and he played well. Sven says, uh, all I know is BYU is all alone at, in, at first in the Pac-12 South standings and could take a commanding three-game lead this weekend. We, that's something we talked about on uh, coming into the season. It would be interesting to see how many Pac-12 games that, uh, that BYU gets because they're playing five, right? So these three and then Washington State and USC at the end of the year, right? Yeah. I and John correct. Wilder picked them to go 0-5. Well... Did he really? He, did. He, picked, he picked Arizona to beat him? Yep. Wow. By the way, didn't Arizona just get absolutely smashed by uh, San Diego State? David James, San Diego State uh, Aztecs over the weekend. You know, the thing Utah's is. Utah's next opponent. I just don't have a lot of patience for people who make predictions that don't come true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, let's see here. What's a Ute on Twitter? Said Gordon Monson is right that BYU and Jaron Hall were the bigger stories than Utah losing. Hall looks very special and complete. It was not expected. I, I expected Jaron Hall to be good. Against Utah? No, I don't know. He, right. I mean, he was really good against Utah. Made the plays. Uh, you know, we found out what a, what a gamer he is. But I don't, I don't know. I didn't expect him to be bad. Okay. But, I mean, bad is a low bar. Okay. He showed athleticism. He showed calm. Sure, but he showed poise. He show, showed good judgment. He uh, and he was fleet of foot. But I guess my point is: is are you really that surprised? 
Against Utah? Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, a little bit. That's the biggest story of the game? I'm surprised. No, that's one of them. I that's am, one part of the biggest story. I am genuinely surprised that Utah's defensive line got pushed around. I am genuinely surprised but by that. Who am I surprised if I surprised that that Jaron Hall made a bunch of uh, big plays? Not really. I don't know if I would have predicted that, but he's certainly capable of it. We talked about it going into the year. I mean, I, I think questions still remain about can he go back and be a, a quarterback that can really, really deal, you know, and that's the next thing he'll add to his game. But is he capable of going out and making those big plays to win? Absolutely. That's not that surprising. It's the cumulative effect of everything BYU did. Right, yeah, and, and story why is game. that such a shocking thing? Because they haven't beaten Utah for nine times. Yeah, but they're coming off a year where they played really, really well. And we, yeah, we but you were the one that kept saying, oh, they lost all that talent to the NFL. Hey, true. true. That is that they, they overperformed that aspect. I will give you that. But I don't know if I'm just shocked. That BYU put it together. Okay, are you shocked about anything? I, I, I mean, BYU, yes, defensive, BYU, look, Utah's defensive look, line getting pushed around. That never B, happens. BYU earned. Texas did it to them a couple years ago. Yeah. You picked one game two years ago. I mean, well, I think I mean, that proves my point. How many games there, were played between now and then? Right, where the Not defensive line was uh, pretty good. BYU played fantastic in that game. And I'm not going to diminish what they did by saying, oh, BYU won because Utah sucked. I, I don't want to do that. Uh, well, that's that's, kind of what that's you're doing. not what I'm trying to do because I think BYU went out there and won. I'm just not. I mean, BYU's a good football team. I'm genuinely surprised the defensive line got pushed around. I, I don't know how many people out there aren't. That, and, you know, Witt said his team got tired. Well, Utah doesn't what? get tired all that often. Why? <laughs> That's inexcusable. Thank you. I don't know what to, what to tell you. That surprised me. But somebody me. made them tired. That's what you're coming back to. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm not arguing credit. with that. I'm giving full credit to BYU rather than rip the Utes the whole show. But that I'm gives just, the Utes a pass, and I don't know. It doesn't give them a pass. It gives well, it gives BYU the credit for what they did, what they accomplished. And they deserve I don't know. I what, agree with I don't that. Know what are you arguing with? I, I don't know what's going to happen with BYU moving forward. They ha- they'll have to be careful, and Kalani is completely aware of this, about not getting fat-headed this week going up against Arizona State because – the Devils are good, and that they're going to have to be ready to play again. And I don't know whether BYU will be there as Arizona State. What's the line on that? Devils by, what, two or something like that? I don't know. But if BYU beats – if BYU is good enough to beat Utah, and then they beat Arizona State, Jake, they could have one hell of a year. I agree with that. Because who's in line after them that's better than those two teams? Well, not USC. True. Not your beloved Trojans. Beloved Trojans. Who did they become my beloved Trojans? Who made the correct move moving to the air raid offense? Good move. Jake, it's a lot more complicated than that. I don't know if it is. It is. Because they kind of got hammered by Stanford. Yeah, they did. And, you know. I was never a Trojan fan. I don't know why you keep saying you that. You just thought it was a brilliant move. I did not say that. I was. <laughs> 
Jake. I didn't say that. Remember, and I kept saying, oh, you're you know, you want you, you want student body left, student body right. I understand. Which you I've never go, said that. You I don't even know what that is. Nineteen sixties. I mean, I just think you should run the ball if you can recruit running backs. <laughs> Which honestly, if we want to bring this back to a, a youth discussion, um, you know, if uh, if Makai Bernard is RB one, they're going to need a, a superstar at that position going into Pac twelve play. Can he be that guy? They're gonna need. They're gonna need. You know, I don't. I don't want to say Ty Jordan like performances because that's an unfair standard. But they're they're going to need a baller. Well, I thought that Tavian Thomas played terrific against Weber, and I thought that Bernard had a nice game against BYU. Well, listen, if you can't hang on to the ball, well, Witt's not, that, not going to play yeah, you. So I I, we and might that, have witnessed that, the end of Thomas. Yeah, I, that's kind of a problem that's got to be solved for him. It, but he's a. He's a very talented. Am I dude. crazy? And because I, I'm no running backs coach, so if there's somewhere uh, someone out there with more experience on this, but his upright rushing style is an issue, right? That's got to be part of the fumbling thing, because you just oh he doesn't run behind his pads, you know that cliches. He's more up and down. Eric it's, Dickerson did that. Well, he, how many Eric Dickersons have there been? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't know BYU if they're consistent. And they're as good as they looked against Utah. I'm telling you, this year, I, I, if if they really are that good, you're not going to be talking about Utah. Utah blew it against the Cougars. You're going to be talking about B, how good BYU is. And, well, I guess that, that depends on where both these teams go. Yeah, really. and we don't know that no, yet. No, we certainly do not. But, yeah, I, I we we don't really disagree on this other than the lens that we're viewing it through. Yeah, I'm not surprised you're being stubborn and I'm you're not, not coming off your spot. But I'm not you're surprised BYU on. played well. You're, this surprises you somehow. And I'm surprised that, that Utah got pushed around a little bit. What I'm saying the is execution that, B- that BYU, don't necessarily BYU is me. the story. BYU is the story here, not the Utes. What BYU did against what I think is a really talented team impressed me, as it should. What do you think about this? Ryan tweets in, says, another year, another preseason Pac-12 title for the Utes. How many times do we need to hype up a Ute quarterback only to see them be extremely average before learning that this is who they are? Wait, why, why is he saying that? The Utes were a skosh away from Pac-12 championships two out of the last three years. Mm-hmm. And he's complaining about the Utes? If I were to defend his position here, I would say that certainly that first Pac-12 title had nothing to do with who their quarterback was at the time. And the second Pac-12 title uh, was the one year where Utah has had good quarterback play since Brian Johnson. Okay. They had some injuries to their defense. I'm not making excuses for them, but there was some stuff going on with that defense in Oregon. Completely uh, took advantage of that. But uh, BYU's a story, man. I, I mean, I, look, I've sung the praises of the Utes for a long time because they've impressed me, but I've also pointed out their deficiencies. And what BYU did on Saturday night deserves nothing but praise. Not, oh, yeah, but Utah really had a bad game. Oh, well, Charlie Brewer and this, that. The, uh, no, no. BYU's defense played a fantastic game. And our offense was explosive enough to win. And mm-hmm. came through in the clutch 
when it had to. Okay. End of story. Not a bigger story in my mind than Utah's shortcomings. <laughs> and the, the I don't know, the preseason Pac-12 title, that's a funny line. I don't know if I'm coming along with it that much. But there always is a lot of hype coming out of that camp. Yeah, for good reason. What good reason? They've been, they've been this far away from Pac-12 championships two out of but the last we, three years. We have heard that about the quarterbacks every year. Like, oh, this is the year. Here it goes. They're going to light it up. Well, last year doesn't really count. And the year before that, Tyler Huntley had a, a really fine, fine year. Who's playing in the NFL? Yeah, but that year was good. I yeah. don't know if, All right. you know. You, so you so look at the numbers and they, you so know, well, they if, if that year was good, then why is everybody good at going on? Oh, this is a bunch of hullabaloo before that's the season one started. Year out of ten. <clears throat> did you see what Charlie Brewer did at Baylor? <laughs> what about a Utah? Was pretty good. What about a Utah? He played well against Weber. So that's the only evidence we had going into this game. Okay, that's why that's intriguing because. <laughs> How'd you do against the Cougs? I need to hear from our listeners. Look, and if you want to rip me for making the pick that I picked Utah to win, go ahead and rip me. But I want to hear their answer to the question of what we're just, what we're going back and forth on here. Was Utah playing the way they did the story, or is BYU playing the way it did the story? On the uh, whatever we call that thing. Which is? Yeah, I forget. You know, just call up and leave your 15 seconds. I want to hear it. What's it called? What are, you, what are you talking into right now? The hot mic. Okay, but now replace the word hot. Open mic. There you go. Open mic. Oh, open mic. Open Connor. mic. Yeah, got okay, it. okay. Now I'll remember it because I never pay attention to I, it when I you guys d- talk about it. I doubt it, it but we'll, we'll help you. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. today. Tanner Mangum at 3. We're live from the Dish Professionals. 801-424-DISH. It's Call the, the open show. mic. Call the open mic. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.